Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This week, we try to fix our own car. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. It's a beautiful day to be alive, everybody. The sun is shining. Welcome. Welcome to Hella in Your 30s. If you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast where Nick and I do things that are kind of adulty that we should already know how to do. (laughs) Yes. So kind of the charm is that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are already good at whatever we try to do week to week. And um, we're just like little babies crawling out of the birth canal. Yes. Uh, Also, we just like to emphasize Hella in your 30s for us is way more of a state of mind than it is an actual age bracket. So we are friendly to all ages. Welcome to the cast. Yes, it is a safe place for all stupid idiots. Yes. Um, We're so happy you're with us, man. Today is a big day. Um, We are going to try to work on our car. So, okay, this is this journey... Uh, so Nick and I, I don't know how to drive at all. I've never had a driver's license. Nick knows how to drive and has no idea how to work on cars like whatsoever. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, I mean, I used to, I used to change the oil all the time. And when I was growing up, uh, but that's about it. And then now you don't feel we get our oil change. Now we get our oil change because (laughs) we have this car. Okay. So we drive this 2008 Honda fit. Um, uh, it actually, the miles on it are still really, really low that like 60,000 miles. So basically Muriel and I have to, um, we have to make it in this world, in our career before this car craps out. Right. So we are like, we need to treat it like a baby. We're trying to make it work. We also don't have any money. So sometimes we, okay. So like the car is such a chugger. I, we love it. It has taken us from. Uh, on cross country trips with all the way from Chicago to Seattle in the middle of winter. Yes. And then from Seattle to Los Angeles. Yes. We did we, like, I mean, icy highways with these tiny tires and the wind is blowing you back and forth. It survived. And that right now it's getting us through the streets of Los Angeles, just bumper to bumper with BMWs and Maseratis and G wagons. So lately our sweet, sweet baby has been doing a few things that have been a little shady. So first the radio, the CD players just stopped working. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was so that's years not, ago. That happened years ago. <laughs> so the CD player just kind of jams. It won't work anymore. So that was like RIP. And we it was, tried to get a quote. What was it? Yeah. Like $600? We have to basically get a new stereo system for it entirely. And yeah. this is this model of uh, 2008 Honda Fit does not have an auxiliary cord. Yeah. So we've just been listening to 94.7 The, the Wave. The soul of Southern California. Yeah. So a lot of soul of Southern California. We listened to the the same four rap songs over and over again. Yeah, for How sure. How many troubles I got? A, a lot. lot. <laughs> uh, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, but it's charming. The other thing that just recently happened a few months ago <laughs> is the now the driver's side door won't uh, unlock. The lock is broken on the driver's side door. So now everybody thinks Nick is a very good gentleman. <laughs> yes. Every time we go to the car, he comes to my side of the door to unlock it so I can get in. What they don't see is that then I slickly unlock his side of the door manually. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, and that, we've also been quoted $600 to fix that problem. Right, which but, is not going to happen. And that's, we're, and that's not the problem we're going to try to fix today. And then, more recently, we've noticed that the air conditioning is, like, not as powerful as it used to be. And we just feel like our, and it hiccups a little bit when we're stopped at stoplights, like the engine hiccups. Yeah. And we've just been like, our sweet, sweet baby might be just like kind of having a little bit of a tantrum. We need to change its diapers. Right. So uh, we took it into the dealership because, of course, you're going to trust the dealership. And here's why I get it the professional oil changes with this car because. Then they'll do a full body. They'll they'll do a full diagnosis of all the problems. So right? can I talk about what you're like at the dealership? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Proceed to me. with caution, Muriel. It's hilarious to me that you like that part because literally every time we go, you're like, "Well, we gotta go get an oil change, and we need a workup." And then they give you like the workup numbers, and you're like, "Well, this can't possibly be true. They're scamming me." <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just saying, like, I could change the oil myself but i wouldn't know how to look for other issues i hear what you're saying uh, oh my god they're changing they're finally putting screens on our we're stupid so windows excited, except if, for, okay, if anyone's been paying attention sh- they've been painting our building and we have not had our windows are broken they have not been fixed and then they painted our building and then didn't put screens on our windows i'm for sure a long he time. Can, they can hear you so you have to be quiet and currently he's directly on the other side of the wall you hear that pounding See, now that's a man. I'm sure he knows how to fix his car. Of course he does. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> Everybody does. Okay, well, hold on. We're going we're we're gonna gonna to mobilize. Come on, we'll no, no. We'll oh, we're mobile. just moving? We're okay, just great. See, that's the great thing about not having a podcasting studio is that at any moment, you could just walk across your apartment. <laughs> Here we go. We're going into the bedroom. Okay. Ooh, ladies Here. and gentlemen, do you Here feel the movement? Wow. That's the joy of audio story- storytelling. Audio storytelling. Okay, so <laughs> this is my impression of Nick walking around the <laughs> so we go to the dealership and Nick is like automatically like he's has his brow is very furrowed and it's like sucks because I can't make fun of you as much as I'd like to because I don't even know how to drive a car, <laughs> let alone like what's wrong with the car. So like I just have an observational um, I have like a position of like an like a dummy. It's like an idiot in a tree who like watches someone else be dumb, but also is so dumb they can't get out of the tree. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah, about yeah, where yeah. we're at. So like Nick is walking around the dealership and he's like huffing and he's got his <laughs> eyebrows down hard. He's not feeling it. And then they go and do the thing and then they hand him the workup and you are just the king of acting so suspicious. Like to the <laughs> point where like we've literally left and I'm like, I think you're being an asshole to that guy. <laughs> like, cause you, you have, like they're being nice yeah, and they're doing the thing you want them to do, which is the full work of the up, of the car with yes. the oil change. But when they hand you the full workup, you automatically are like, fuck you for scamming. <laughs> well, so what happened was, is this time we got our oil change and he said, okay, cool. You need uh, an air filter, a cabin filter, brake fluid exchange and coolant exchange. And for all that, I can give you a deal. We'll do it all for $550. And Nick called me <laughs> and he was like, okay, so, um, <laughs> Everything's okay. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm really upset. I'm really upset, and I don't know what to do. So I need to talk to you right now. <laughs> and we sat down. And he goes. They said it's going to be five hundred and fifty dollars, and I feel like they're scamming me. And I was just like, okay, well, you know. $550 for car work. Like I'm an idiot in a tree. I'm like, <laughs> right. I mean, cars are expensive. I don't know. And then I was like, but you are so upset. And then I was just like, well, why don't you just, 
I think you should just call, text a couple people we know who know about cars. And I'm listing off the names. I was like, yeah, like I think Tom would know and like Randy would know. And like, I was like, even call like Joe, like Joe Menente, like <laughs> yeah. call these guys. And it's like, I can tell you getting so mad. Cause you're basically I'm, like, you know, I think some of our friends are much more manly. I know. <laughs> you're the one with the problem. I know. You were like, oh, I don't know if they're scamming me. And I'm like, well, we have some friends who are pretty manly and like manlier <laughs> than you who would know whether or not you're getting scammed. Why don't you take I would your beat little, all of those guys up in a fight. Your, take combined. your little baby hands and pick up your phone and dial their numbers. <laughs> and so then you were mad at me for suggesting to text our friends who know about cars. And then you were mad at me for, <laughs> and then I go, well, maybe like call other places and get a quote. And you're like, well, I don't even know what, what that means. Like, I don't even know if they're scamming me also. I was like, well, why don't we just, Get another quote from another place. <laughs> so then the reasonable uh, idiot monkey in the tree who doesn't know how to do anything either uh, made sense. So I was like, okay, cool. So I just called a couple places and immediately I just told them what this guy said needed to happen. And they were like, the price immediately went to like 240 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. So clearly... They the dealership are obviously is going to be the most expensive, dumb place to take your car, obviously. Right? Well, you didn't know that. You went in. Who told you that, Joe? One of the guys, remember? <laughs> no, you didn't know that. Well, you were like, well, they're scamming me. And then yeah. you went and talked to one of your manly friends. And they said. The dealership obviously is going to scam you every time. No, they said the dealership is the most expensive place to, right. to get work done. Right. Across the board, if you ever have to get work done. So this is a PSA for anybody who is an idiot, not an idiot, <laughs> for anyone who gently moves through life without knowing how to work a machine. It's like, yeah, like right. it's fine. And I'm so used to getting charged whatever they say. And for me, I just feel like it's a tax I pay for having to have spent zero minutes of my life learning those skills. Right. And, and I feel like that about taxes. And then you get to a certain point in your life where you're like, I'm not going to stupid ass uh, like H&R, H&R block. block and spending half my tax return to file W-2s when I can do it on TurboTax for 30 bucks. It's like you start to learn like after a while, it's like, well, that's too scary. Taxes are way too scary. I can't do taxes myself. And then after a while, you're like, I'm not giving you any of my fucking money. I don't have any money. I'm keeping my money. <laughs> so then you learn how to do the taxes yourself. Right. So that's where we are. Right. 35 years old. And you were like, I like you called your friend who's a healthy 38. Our friend Randy. Well, I, I literally just hit him up and I was like, hey, do you have any places? Because he has Honda Fit or it, theirs got totaled, I guess. But he was like, uh, I was just like, do you where do you take your Honda Fit? You got any good places you trust? And he was like, oh, I like this place and this place, but I can do a lot of it. I used to work on the car a lot myself. Like, what are the issues? And then I told him and he was like, oh, yeah, all of that is really easy to do. Just like call AutoZone, figure out what parts you need, get the fluids you need, and bring it over, and I'll teach you how to do it. And I was like, "All right." You're like, so then, Daddy! I, so then I called AutoZone, <laughs> and I was like, "This is what everything I think I need." And they were like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be like seventy dollars for all of the things." So we went from five hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to seventy dollars and self empowerment. It's ridiculous. We called Randy, and we were like, "Hey man, what's going on?" And he's like, "Yeah, you can do like." Come on, <laughs> yeah. Right well, you can pay. I don't know yeah, why right. you would. I'll just show you how to do it. So, I don't know. I think we're entering this zone. Yes. Where, uh, for some reason, I think this is going to be a disaster. Why? 
it can't be a disaster mural if it's a disaster our car we can we cannot why would you think it's going to be a disaster I if it's a disaster that ruins our life? So because of what your reaction is right now, <laughs> because you are very dramatic when it comes to cars. So not because the car is not going to work. I okay. think Randy is going to help us make sure that everything is fit in properly. I do think that you are, you're already at like a seven <laughs> and we literally haven't left the house yet. That's all. I've just watched you over the years just like pace furiously through like the like halls of different dealerships and like mechanics offices and like be super stressed and so i feel like the auto zone people i'm really hoping you're kind to i'm gonna be so nice to them i already called them it was very nice i did tell them a little bit of lie <laughs> what did you say i said i was like hey man i'm sorry i need some help i was like yeah i just wasn't raised around cars <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is like, like just he's not dead. He's blessedly alive. He's just spinning around alive in the living room. Well, my Seven dad did. My dad taught me how to change, uh, how to change the, the oil, but he never worked on the cars. I was never just. I didn't. I didn't care to learn, and no one made me learn. But the thing is, it's like that time we ate all that nutmeg and got nutmeg poisoning, and then we called poison control, and we're like lied about how old we were <laughs> yeah. we were 26 and we were like tripping balls from eating this like like four cups of nutmeg which is hallucinogenic we've mentioned this before i ate it to prove my brother wrong that it wouldn't work and it absolutely did uh and we called poison control and pretended that we were like 15 and <laughs> yeah. so and and at the and in retrospect we were like man we were really high to think that poison control cares how old we are yeah right they probably are more alarmed that we're 15 than <laughs> yeah. if we were full-grown adults yeah, right. i know this guy's like calling the auto okay zone? this guy wasn't i guess he's amish uh so we have an uh, an ex-amish guy he's coming like, in. i know like he's gonna go like sit down at a staff meeting and be like okay listen guys i had a phone call this guy does not did not grow up around cars so we're gonna have to be really really nice to him when he comes in it's like why would you really even i'm just say gonna that? walk in and they're gonna be like oh no you're just like an idiot actor you just like do comedy or they're whatever not, they do not care about why <laughs> you need not. coolant and fans and you don't know what to ask for yeah, i know of course they're, not. you're gonna drive up and be like that's my car what fan what <laughs> no it's just like i can't remember you've been telling me some embarrassing ass stories of like of people who just like lie in the moment because they think it'll like make this situation oh my god God, I have I, it's a reddit thing you guys I love reddit uh it's it's usually like in cringe or cringe topia those are yeah. like the reddit forums and it's just like people I think my favorite one my favorite one was it was this guy's birthday and uh he <laughs> he was gonna be celebrating his birthday alone like nobody cared and he yeah. said and he was really depressed and then he was like fuck it he got up and he's like, I'm buying myself a cake. I love birthday cake. It's my birthday. Why the hell can't I buy a cake? And so he goes and he starts looking through the bakery section and a hot girl from the bakery came up and was like, hey, man, oh, what, why do you need a cake? And he got panicked and said, it's my friend's birthday. And he has this thing where he likes a certain kind of frosting, like a buttercream frosting. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like he was, but he hates this other kind of frosting. And so he's looking through the cakes and he's just thinking about what he's going to eat. Yeah. And so this, he's trying to be cool with this chicken. He's like, it's my friend's birthday. That's what's going on. And she's like, well, what are you, what? And he's looking at all of these like lady cakes, like they're pink. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it has the kind of frosting he likes to eat. And she looks at him. She's like, you well, what's your friend's name? And he doesn't want to tell her it's a girl. Because he's like in love oh, yeah. with her. So he just goes, oh, uh, 
oh it's a guy and he goes she goes oh well here we have these other cakes and he she brings him to these like fake frosting blue cakes yeah right and he's like so upset i'm telling this story here. i know it's really <laughs> long but i don't care so he's like sitting there and he's like i don't want to eat these cakes i don't want to eat these cakes right so then he goes well this is really nice and then he goes and he picks up the cake and he walks around the store and he starts buying he wants to put the cake back and buy the girl cake yeah but he doesn't want her to see. So he's hoping she leaves for the day because he looked like she was leaving. Yeah. So he goes and he buys a whole basket full of shit. He doesn't need like <laughs> eggs and bread. And he walks around the whole thing and he comes back to drop the other boy cake off and pick up the girl cake. And she's like, oh, you're back. And she's like, you know what I was thinking? I'm just going to stay and write your friend's name on the cake for you for free. That's like, you're so sweet to get him a cake. And he's like, ah. And then he... <laughs> He gives her the cake. He goes, well, no. He's like, his name is really long. <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean? He's like, it's just really hard to spell and it's really long. It won't fit on the cake. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's just really difficult. And she's like, what's his name? <laughs> he said Brad. Because <laughs> that's his friend's name and he couldn't think of anything else. And then the lady was like, you think Brad is too difficult for me to write on the cake? <laughs> and he's like, I, I don't know. I, maybe some people think it's hard. Then she thinks he's like super weird. Yeah, right. And she ends up writing uh. Brad on the cake that he doesn't want. And he buys it, takes it home and throws it in the garbage. <laughs> well, I got to say, I relate to that story so hard because for a married man, like a hot girl at a bakery is like not... Uh, for a hot girl, like for a married man, a hot girl at a bakery is not difficult to talk to. But for a man like me who should have his shit together and be able to like beat up people in the octagon, uh, <laughs> going in and talking to a car person, car guy who knows more about cars, I will lie and say I was not raised around cars. I know. I know. I watched the setup. I was listening to the phone conversation. I was like, this fool, he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, so I'm seeing the writing on the wall in terms of behaviors and like okay. neuroses. So okay. like I'm I, that's when I'm saying disaster. Yeah, I'm just saying like, emotional wreckage for me. Well, and I hope that you're not terrible to Randy. I know you're not going to be, but yeah. I also think that you might be really. Okay, I have a question for you. What? Would you enjoy today more if I just led? <laughs> if I leaned into those tendencies, would that be entertaining? Or would you enjoy today more if I? Uh, tried to be really sweet and open and not be uh, like an uh, ego-driven, uh, uptight, anxious weirdo. See, I think that this is kind of like a false choice that you're setting up here. <laughs> I think like, don't try to fuck with me because I have a philosophy degree. <laughs> Completely false choice because you have no control over how you're going to act. That's not true. It is true. Muriel, I am in control of my destiny. Nick. I will tell you right now, what? <laughs> the more you're going to try to control how you're acting, yes. the weirder you're going to act. <laughs> I guarantee you, you are not going to be See, able to act you're the one setting up a false choice. You're saying that no matter what, I'm going to be laughable on some level. And I'm telling you that I am a master of my own destiny. I am. All I'm telling you, it's not that you're laughable. I am just telling you, you're a human being on this planet. And I have watched you for the past 15 years be totally weird when it comes to cars. <laughs> and I like to the point where like, I know I can't laugh about it i mean i do laugh about it but i can't say anything because i can't drive but it's one of the most hilarious parts of our relationship <laughs> that every time we have to deal with fixing the car i literally just watch you be insane <laughs> and then you get in the car and i'm like okay well i think we can be a little nicer to this guy because he's just trying to do his job <laughs> 
I know. Well, then they they figured out those um like I forget what company it is like Valvoline or something has these like drive-in oil change things where you could just drive right in. Yeah. And they do it really quick and they do a good job from what I can tell. And but the people who run it are all like. I don't know, 21. And like bro, car bros. I know. And I can, uh, I can be kind of mean to them. I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry, world. Okay. I don't know. It's like, you're just like, um, you're like a fun, you, you run so hot and cold. You're always really sweet to me. You're a very sweet person to live with. You're very kind. You're very conscientious. You're very like, like (laughs) you've been farting in the closet these days. (laughs) Which I just think is like. Well, I'm scared of myself. My farts have gotten so well, stinky lately. It they was, really. I made a giant thing of Swiffy soup, and I think that that's what's going on. But like, there's certain things where, like, like I don't know, ladies, can you hear me? The t- like the like they're so quiet, so demure, and they're the stinkiest farts <laughs> in the entire world. And so lately, like you even have been just standing in the standing with your butt in the closet waving the door back and forth with a serious look on your face <laughs> and it's brightened my day every day seven to ten times a day <laughs> you know like you're so sweet so like what i know that when you're acting terrible it's yeah. just because you're feeling under pressure and also like you know it's not like you're a mean person i think it's more like you're like the, the like the hermit that lives in the garden that you're like not really supposed to talk to but you can woo with treats and like soups <laughs> I don't know. It's just the weight of a thousand shames. It's just like the it's just like that perfect like millennial uh like I've just like backed myself into this corner of being like you know angry at the world for my own shortcomings, you know? Yeah, and that just particularly just in terms of cars. Yeah, I'm I just feel talking like. about cars. Yeah, right. yeah, right, but right. I I hear that. I hear that. I I wanted for a long time I think I might still do it. I want to do a children's book that has Nick the, Nick is a caveman and he lives in a cave and he's um really <laughs> grumpy all the time <laughs> but he wants to make a friend so he goes around to the whole like village like trying to lay traps to trap people <laughs> to bring back to his cave it should instead be- of like make like working on being like a little more friendly he's <laughs> like okay well i wrote i did this pit covered it with leaves and then like you're just trying to like capture somebody uh it should all be because he's the only one who doesn't know how to make a wheel yet yeah right. <laughs> he feels like he's like oh my god that's he's such like a good spe- idea but, but he's just been like spending all of his time getting like really good at cave paintings what no but that's a good idea in terms of like you know, like, I don't know this thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know this thing. So I'm going to be like mad about it. Like we were listening to God bless. It was, oh no, this was, uh, the daily. So I, I listened to, we listened to the daily. That's a New York times podcast. And also, um, this American life I love. And just with all of the politics that, that have been happening, like there's just tons of like political episodes and most of them have to do with unity and like like the state of America. Right. Yeah. Cause they're just kind of like, it's more like a, like a sort of looking at like bellwether examples of how we communicate with each other yeah. sort of. And I was listening to one the other day and it was a, uh, one of the women from us, she was one of the new congressmen from one of the swing, um, states 
that one in uh with some districts voting for Trump for president, but she's a Democrat. So oh like right, like Alyssa a, something. She's from uh, Michigan. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they call her like a like a old old fat old school blue dog Democrat. Like they're yeah. They like she's supposed to be like that kind of old school, like centrist Democrat that people feel like work for the working people. Yeah. So she, you know, obviously earlier, uh, like a, a month or so ago, um, she joined a handful of like swing state state centrist Democrats who are like new freshman Congress pr- people that wrote a letter saying like they support the impeachment of Donald Trump. Right. So then she has to go back home and do all of these um, like town halls. She wants to like talk to people in yeah. Michigan and she's so intelligent and she comes off as being so like uh, empathetic and open-minded and passionate. And she yeah. has her own views and she comes off as being this brilliant person. <laughs> and she goes into these town halls and she's like, dis- she's taking all of her knowledge and trying to make it into like a bite-sized, like simple sort of like, I'm going to come in here. You may not know as much as I know because I've been in Congress. I've been exposed to all this stuff. But like essentially what this comes down to is even regardless of whether or not you believe that the CIA and the FBI are trustworthy, which she says she already thinks that that's a huge problem that people don't believe in those institutions. But she's like, take that aside. You like for a president to solicit the help of a foreign government to undermine people who he's running against in an election is problematic. And that's like her thesis statement to kind of like talk about this. And literally she goes, so, you know, uh, she said that like really concisely, beautifully and literally from the back. Somebody just goes like, boo! (laughs) (laughs) They just sounded so, no, no, boo! No, you lie! Like, and it was just like, sounded so idiotic <laughs> it was just like and i don't know i guess that idea that was a long way of saying the idea of like okay well i don't know how to build the wheels so i'm gonna hide in the cave and be hella salty <laughs> i know it feels like something we should put in a children's book to teach kids about how like don't do that just learn how to make the fucking wheel we don't want to see you 30 years from now at a town hall and someone says something reasonable and intelligent just going like, boom, bye, get off the Fox News. Right? All right, great. Well, I guess Muriel's calling me an ignorant uh, maniac not, in a I'm town not, hall meeting. I'm, I'm headed saying, in that direction. What I'm saying is that the human human beings, I think, have a tendency when they don't know how to make the wheel to act really terrible. Muriel is but literally petting my arm. You're, She's trying to soothe me. So I'm just saying it's a human thing. Like, we're just like, well, I don't know how to do that, so I fuck that thing. Yeah. But today, you have made the choice to learn how to make the wheel. <laughs> Shut up. You can't even drive. <laughs> so and I right, probably great. won't learn because okay. I'm too afraid. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess first stop is AutoZone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go be so nice. I'm gonna blow your mind. I'm changing. I'm changing the world, and I'm starting with me. See, I appreciate that. What I'm expecting, this is my prediction, is that you're gonna try to prove me wrong <laughs> by being like really really nice but in the way that makes it seem like oh yeah this guy is gonna shoot up the auto zone (laughs) oh my god you're gonna be like hi um i have never worked on cars before 
And um, I didn't grow up around cars. The history of my life is that I don't even really know what's inside of a car, but it's because I was in a cult for a really long time and they didn't allow me. Um, so I really need your help, but I need you to be really nice and honest. Shut the fuck up. Hello. Pardon the interruption. This is Nick and Muriel. If you're hearing this, it means we do not have sponsorship for this episode. Nope, but Campfire Media is working hard to make sure that changes. In the meantime, this episode is brought to you by you, our listeners. If you want to support Hell in Your 30s, please go to patreon.com slash hellinyour30s. How do you spell Patreon, Nick? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hellinyour30s, all spelled out. We have plenty of tiers for you to join the Hella family at whatever level feels comfortable for you. And hey... If you're not feeling another monthly subscription all up in your bush and you appreciate the podcast, you can always Venmo us at Hella in Your 30s or send us a little something something through PayPal at Hella in Your 30s at gmail.com. And now back to the episode. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, that was insanely easy. AutoZone for the win. Yeah. You just, I just go up to the guy. You don't have to give him a backstory of anything. <laughs> you don't have to say any. All you have to say is like, hey, man, I need these things. And he goes, okay. And then he goes and gets them. And then you save $500. And um, it took four seconds. How are you feeling? F- fucking manly cool accepted into the bro community uh i didn't even have a chance for an emotional freak out in that situation yeah she they that was the weird could you imagine if all stores were like that you just walk yeah. in and say like i need i need these three things and he's like awesome and then he just walks over and gets them you don't have to look <laughs> yeah that's wild all right all right here we go we're gonna go get some sandwiches and keep on trucking We're here with our very intelligent, big-brained friend. Hello, Randy. Hi. Hi. What are we doing right now? We are popping off your hubcaps so that we can get the wheels off of your car. What are we doing? What are you going to do after that? That We're going to sell those wheels in Compton. (laughs) Right. Well. I should have put gloves on. We're doing brake fluids. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize we had to take the wheels off. So this is, uh, things just got real intense right away. Are we going to jack them off? Yes, we are going to jack them <laughs> off. <laughs> Do you want gloves? Yes. Yes. Um, is it scary to you to take the wheels off? No, I want to do it right now. Okay. <laughs> it just is more involved than you expect. Yes. I see. It's just like, uh, oh shit. Because I watched the uh, YouTube videos for the other stuff, but I didn't watch the brake fluid videos. It's the most important one. I know, but I didn't realize. How okay. many times have you done this? Uh, counting today? Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I've done it, uh, I would say, three times, probably. Yeah, All right. I think about three. It's about 3,000 degrees outside. We're very manly. Everyone has surgical gloves on. Here we go. Oh, my. <laughs> Now 
we are jacking up the car to put the jacks underneath it. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. We'll put the jack stands. Jack stands. Okay. So Nick, what are you feeling right now? Terror. Terror. <clears throat> yeah. This is. Uh, you look very worried. I'm kind of worried. I mean, I trust Randy mainly because he's a family man and he did this with his own damn car and he grew I up in the Midwest. Did it with a van. And he did it with a van. So we're in good hands. So. Here it goes. Here comes the jacketing. Ready? Here oh my God! Look at that car. Just floating in the air. Oh wait. Yes. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. I have a question for you, Randy. Yes. Is this fun, kind of? Do you like doing stuff like this? I do. Yeah. I mean, I like the ability. I like knowing that I can. Yeah. So it's like for any of this stuff, if it's like a really scary, sensitive thing, like yeah, I've worked on my own brake systems before, but like this is like a really low stress version of that like it's there's very little we could do to like actually screw up your car um there's a couple things that like you want to make sure you do that so that you're being safe but it's as long as it's not something that's gonna like potentially cause a really serious problem like i want to always see if i can do it myself well he said that whole thing while he was literally lifting our car into the air like uh, the Incredible Hulk. So, how do you feel right now? If my asshole was any tighter, it would uh, <laughs> it'd be a second dick. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's learning a lot about your dick right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the process will be pumping out as much fluid as we can from the reservoir, pouring new fluid in. Okay. And then um, one of us will be inside in the car, pushing down on the brake pad while the other one loosens and tightens this nut to basically like, you'll push down, I'll open the, the nut so then it flows, fluid flows out. The, we'll get that out, I close it up again, you let go of the pad. We repeat that like four or five times to basically like pump all of the air out of the system. This is very scientific. I feel like this is, it's over there. Um, well, it's like, I don't know. I, I was always super overwhelmed by cars and very intimidated by them. And I still am when I, you know, when it's like a car I don't really know that well. But, um, that's not bad. Oh. <laughs> Um, you dropped the cap in the engine. No, you didn't. <laughs> you, you didn't see what you think you said. <laughs> um, Randy is a literal dad. But the more the more that you start to like work on like just if you just pick one thing like this stuff, it's like when I had a fit, I was like, okay, I can do this one thing. I'll like research how to do that, and I learned a lot in just that one piece. And then it's like, okay, so I already learned how to take off you know, all the wheels, or I already learned where, like, the brake cylinder is, or where the, you know, like, I did a valve adjustment in the engine. It's, like, things like that that it's, like, okay, I learned this one piece of it. Now the rest of it is, like, oh, if I have to do this thing, like, I already know five of these ten steps. That's a good... So then all you need to do is learn, like, five new things, and now you know, like, all this other stuff. Doesn't that feel like a good life lesson? Yeah, baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps, baby, but, you know, you learn more than you think in each step. Yeah. 
to a group hug. We did it. Thank Yay, you. Thank you so yeah. much. You're wonderful. You helped us so much. That was right. really cool. And now I'm, I'm going to run and not be late for this audition, I think. Okay. Cool. Okay. You're the best. Thank you. brakes are working and the wheels are not falling off. Wow. I think everything is good. Muriel, you were just really in your element there. I like it. I'm covered in grease and now we have to go do laundry. I'm afraid to go to the laundromat, but aside from that, that was very fun. I liked working on a car. Okay, that was great. I gotta get my head in the game. I'm completely sweaty for this audition. I changed into my pretty clothes and then got immediately sweaty again. And uh, so it's... So we're... <laughs> it's a day, baby. We are having a real day. Okay. We'll check in in a little bit because this is making me nervous. I don't like recording and driving. Yeah, baby. Okay. Got out of my audition. Nailed it. I'm here with the car mechanic known as Muriel Montgomery. Okay. So what ended up happening was uh, Randy and I put coolant in the reservoir, but we forgot to put the actual coolant in the radiator. So we were driving around and that red scary light came on. It was the heat, hot engine light. So we were freaked out. I texted Randy. He said... Sorry. Uh. <laughs> and then I watched him kind of do it. It was while you were putting your clothes on. Yeah, but you yeah. were trying to do a million things. So. Uh, yeah. Wow. That, I hope that, that guy just threw a Jesus business card at us. But like at a, as like a frisbee. Yeah, that was weird. It scared me. Okay. It says, actually what it says is good news reggae specialist. All right. Well. Uh, okay, anyways. We'll, we'll keep it that. that. Okay, ready? okay, so I'm just trusting in Muriel that she knows what she's doing because I have no idea what's going on. We emptied the entire radiator and then we didn't fill it back up. So that's why the hot light was coming on. <laughs> um, you know, there's always a chance I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Well, this is very exciting. We're out of this the uh, safety of Randy's driveway and into just the wilds Ooh. of a parked on the side of a street in uh, Los Angeles. I know, I didn't want to do this without you because people kept staring at me when I opened my stupid hood. I was like, I don't need this shit. He said, don't put your face over it. <laughs> oh, I was, oh, I was literally just doing that. Look at that. Muriel's putting that radiator cap back on. Alright, want to take a picture of me? Because yes. I'm awesome. I just want to send a lot of love to anyone out there who's spending their Friday night at home in pajamas because <laughs> it is currently it's been a long ass day and we're finally home. It's Friday night. We worked on the car, blah, blah, blah. And I am just it's there is there is power and just being like you know what and it's 8 p.m like it's prime time Friday night like it's time to go kind of and I'm just like. I don't want to leave my house. I'm so happy to be home in pajamas. I, I am. I am too. Um, I would like to add to this conversation. I am officially a mechanic now. Yes. And I just would like to say I can't drive a car, but man, I literally was like, that was one of the first things like today working mm -hmm. on the car. We worked on it for like two hours. And then after that, we had to like troubleshoot the coolant issue. <laughs> you guys did. Well, we were all 
almost stressed because you were like, uh, we weren't sure if you were going to have to leave. And I we were know. Like, it was the, the timing time, was and all like, screwed, yeah. When I was like trying to make Randy talk to me on the mic like while he's doing all this stuff. Yeah. So it was very like fair that that happened. But essentially, I think we explained this, but what had happened was we emptied all the coolant out of the engine and only replaced the coolant in the reservoir. So we our engine was completely burning up. It was like <laughs> hella, hella hot. We were driving to this audition and this warning light that never comes on. It's just a hazard your engine's overheating, your engine's overheating. And typically the warning lights on a Honda Fit are like gentle breezes. They are, come and they go. They, they kind do. of pop up and they say, oh, nope, never mind. They do. It just like doesn't. It's like, and it's always like something like we've never had anything drastic. Like sometimes it's a check engine or like low tire pressure that goes away. Yeah. And then you just, it, that'll either go away. That's like with the weather changing. Right. Or then you just pull over to a gas station and pump up, uh, pump up the volume real quick, a.k.a. Right. pump air into the tires. But then I looked up the hazard light that was going on, which is the heat, like the overheating light. Yeah. And it was like, pull over to the side of the road. You will ruin your engine. And I was like, because like first thing was because Randy has this way of like just describing everything as being like really relaxed and like super like doable. Kind of like um in a, what's her name in a garden. In a garden. Yeah. On, like when she's like talking about a recipe on Food Network or something. Just a sprinkle of parsley. It's so much like that. It's kind of how I teach improv. Where I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All you have to do is go up there and have a conversation, right? But it's like, and normally everything is fine. And so I was in that mindset. So Nick's like, well, this, this, you know, this light keeps coming on. And I was like, okay, do you want me to look it up? I'm sure it's just, you know, maybe it's hot because we were sitting on a hot, you know, driveway for a while. We're fine. And I like opened up the manual and it was like, pull over. Pull, you're going to die. You're going to like, your engine is broken. <laughs> I was like, you're going to burn up your engine. And I was like, well, it says to slow down or try to pull over safely. We have like three minutes to get to this audition. <laughs> so, so that crazy. was, you know, so, but what was cool is that it actually like what Randy said, which is like, you demystified a little bit. And it actually is so doable. Like after you like kind of like I was like, oh, that's the radiator cap because he had shown me. Yeah, right. And like that's the radiator cap. That's the reservoir for the coolant. Like clearly the light went on because there wasn't enough coolant in the radiator. Like I'm glad also that Randy like realized that when I called him. Yeah. Because he was like, well, I don't know. He's like, check. He's like, sometimes you have to drive around for a little while and like. So the car adjusts to the level of coolant and you have to add a little more. So you might have to top it off. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then he texts me back. He's like, no, no, no. I didn't put any coolant in your radiator. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely empty. And I was like, oh, fair enough. Uh, I feel like our car graduated from being like our baby to our teenager. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of had to go like, you know, get our hands dirty and like, you know, like bail him out of jail or something. Man, I love that. Okay, so, well, to finish the saga of the coolant, also the other thing I learned is, like, if you are a lady and you are on the side of the road and you open your hood, it's like a magnet. Like, people, <laughs> I opened the hood to just, because I, I was texting with Randy and I was waiting for Nick to get out of his audition. I opened it up and I swear to God, I had craned necks, 
concerned gentlemen in cars <laughs> gonna pull a u-turn get me over there and it's like to be fair i don't know what i'm doing but it's like like the, the energy that opening that hood created i was just like oh my god do i not want to talk to anybody right now please jesus I just want to look at the stupid radiator cap and then sit in my car and go on the go like look on my phone at dumb shit. Uh, there are definitely times where I'll stop by Ralph's and um, go to like the freezer section to like uh, look at frozen pizzas, and I'm that is like the mecca for meeting single women. <laughs> yeah, is, uh, baby, like we it's love going pizza. down. Like if you're in the if you're in this if you're in the frozen pizza aisle. And there's some ladies in there. You, they are making some eye contact. <laughs> Is that a, it's going down for it's real? It's going down yeah. for real. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that song was um, as timeless as we think it is. Well, you know what? Reality is what you make it. The other one that's great is a uh, talk dirty to me. Yeah. Talk dirty to me. That one's good too. Both uh, of those should be on the level of where my dogs at. Woo, 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 woo. They kind of are. They're for not us, though. I don't need for this. us. I right. don't need this. I like it's your birthday. That's a good song. Fifty cents only. Good song. All right, moving on. Really, 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 really realized working on cars is so fun. Like, uh, Muriel, I feel like you love power tools. I fucking love power tools. You know who didn't need to tell me to reverse the drill? Randy. Yeah, because I already knew. You already knew how to I reverse love, the drill. I love, oh my, I can't even tell you how fun that was. And like, he, we, our tires were stuck and we had to use a big ass rubber mallet to like tap them out of place and like pull them. That tire was too heavy for me to hold, BT dub. But like you tap the tire and loosen it up and then like yank it off and like you're like going in there and like when you're tightening the lug nuts like you're doing it with your fingers and you get this gun and like it makes a rack a hack noise it's just like <laughs> it's the best I so love the whole it. time i'm just like so uptight and it's just like if this is i like i could not relax the whole time why because i was just like what if one thing because i because i understand so little about it that i'm like one thing could go wrong and we could be driving down the street and the tire pops off and we crash and die man that could happen anyway i'm not saying i think <laughs> that you're right i'm i wish i was you in this situation i just get super uptight about the whole thing well you're probably going to i'm probably going to die before you in general how you're a woman. I will die first for sure. No, no, no. It's it's what you're describing. You're like, let's be cautious about these things. And I'm like, I think it's fine. But my brain is not as, it's just like it has a Well, it's a, such a weird reverse of situation because usually you're the way more like follow the rules, like nervous about whether what what's happening is the, like the right safe thing to do. Well, what I liked about this is that once he explained what, we were doing i'm like oh that's the rules it's pretty simple yeah it's just like just like do it like that's what i'm saying about why i like this is like it's just logical it's like is that line straight is the fluid at the right level it's physics it's math it's just like putting stuff together i mean it's not it's not like there's no room at least on that level yeah. for like a like radically subjective behavior and that's like a lot of the time that's the stuff that I'm like, am I like the stuff that I get the most nervous about is like, like 
social conventions, like whether or not I'm being like, like I, I feel so disconnected from that, that like, I'm like, am I being disrespectful at times? Like literally <laughs> today in the shower, it occurred to me that because I kind of think weddings are silly and I've been to, I love the people getting married yeah, and I, I respect the bond, but I, I think about wedding. I just have no real like connection to weddings that like I was thinking in the shower. I realized that there is so many like faux pas that I have committed or could commit because I don't think that they're relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like literally my friend Tom, who I love so much, got engaged to his longtime girlfriend and who I also just like love. And they're this awesome couple. And he's like, yeah, we're engaged. And I was like, awesome. Are you guys going to have a wedding or what? Or like, do you know? And he's like, so like looked at me with this pain in his eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I would suggest of course I am. Like that they wouldn't have a wedding. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, it's so fucking dumb that I'm like, yeah, yeah. So are you going to do that or what? I mean, I did it. Yeah, right. I, I don't know if I would do it again. And then I realized like how many times I've softly said that to people, not to be an asshole, but just because I had no idea. Like I am so bad at navigating that, but the car thing it's just like, put the fluid in there. Does it work? Then close it up, baby. Is it too hot to open? Don't open it. Put the tires on straight. Great idea. Okay, so Muriel Montgomery, guess what else is exactly like that? What? Driving a car. I will not. <laughs> it's literally the exact same. It's too you're just old. like, you go and I you're like this, this and it goes like that. And you're like, okay, is this safe? Okay, I think it is. They seem to be doing that. Well, I'm definitely doing this. But I can work in on a car and a yard and troubleshoot and like be able to do that. But if I make a mistake while I'm driving, I will kill you. I will kill me. But you're not going to make a mistake. Me. You're going to be, you're going to learn how, how it works. And then you're just going to apply the same sort of like basic common sense to that. I would be, listen, I'm telling you right now, I, I cannot drive. <laughs> yes, you can. It's too scary. And I don't care. I can't do it. My brain's too small. I'm too old. Well, I'm I don't... too old. Who got their driver's license? At this rate, if I got my driver's license, I'd be 37 years old. For Muriel, my at this point, we're talking about being professional uh, entertainers at 37. That's too old. I've been practicing forever. <laughs> I cannot. You don't want me behind the wheel of a car. I do. I just. Here's what I want. I want you just to apply this that same kind of like, oh, everyone's like, you can just kind of do it. And this is like how it works. And it's not some impossible weird thing. Like just apply that basic logic to getting behind the wheel of a car. I'm telling you, I can't. <laughs> That's insane. I don't. What's insane? No, you're just you're just digging in. It's not true. Of course Here's the you thing. can. Like there's you can way do more anything. variables. You literally can do anything. There's nothing I've ever seen you try or want to do that you haven't done, except for. Uh, you know, uh, get famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also what else? I can't make bread. You haven't really tried making. Bread. I did try. You tried a little bit. I if can't you make were, bread. If you wanted to put your brain, it didn't come to, it didn't come. Do you want to know? Easily. Can I tell you, this is the thing about me. 
I understand what you're saying. I think there's a natural aptitude for navigating spaces. Like I've had like a like bartending jobs where I can't make even levels of drinks. Like you know how ridiculous I am. You do have some bad spatial. I have a really bad spatial awareness and spatial relations. I cannot pour two glasses of wine evenly unless they're exactly side by side. And most of the time, when I'm done and satisfied, they're still the wrong way. The first time I rode a bike for a long distance of time, I was on a bike-a-thon at my elementary school, and I was supposed to go five miles, and I felt very confident, and I borrowed somebody's bike, and I knew how to ride a two-wheeler, and I rode for miles, and then there were those poles that are between, like they're spaced about four feet apart to keep cars from coming in, like the like the wooden posts. Mm-hmm. So they're really thick, they're made at, like they're maybe like a half a foot thick. There's maybe three of them, and they keep cars from riding on bike trails yes. in Seattle. So they're the, these gentle, soft, kind of Nord Norwegian looking barriers that keep cars from driving in. <laughs> a Norwegian barrier. <laughs> they're just like soft, like they look like the poles of a dock that they've repurposed to put into the cement to keep people from driving through, right? So I am 12. And I'm driving, I'm riding my bike and I've ridden bikes before. My mother taught me how to ride a two wheeler. I can ride a bike without like training wheels. I literally was riding so slow on this tiny bike and rode. I was aiming to go through these two posts as hard as I could. I had about four foot clearance on either side and I rode in slow motion directly into one of the poles <laughs> and then one of the screws on the bike that was like loose came out and stabbed me in the stomach and ripped it open and then I just laid on the ground because no one else was around me on this bikeathon and waited for someone to find me for like I don't know maybe 30 minutes okay 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 and then I had to go to the hospital all right and they okay. said it's not a deep enough wound for stitches but I get where you're where are you coming from? <laughs> and then I had I didn't finish the bikeathon, and okay. that was my my. This is how I view driving. I drive okay. slow now motion I, into poles. Okay, and Muriel, you know how like when you are on, it's like a, imagine like a Montgomery style Christmas, right? You're hanging out, everything is happening. It's great. You're doing zingers. You're uh, making everyone laugh. What's doing zingers? Talking shit to your okay, family. okay, okay. Um, <laughs> you know. You're busting on them. You're roasting them. Uh, you're playing the music you like. You're helping like uh, make the food t- uh, be incredible. You know, you're like all you're you're fully engaged. And then you grab like let's say uh, a hard like lima bean, right? And from across the whole house, you flick it and hit your brother directly between the eyes while doing a dance move so that no one knows what happened. And you don't acknowledge it, and you just keep going, and Madi's just like, what the fuck just, what was that? Right? That, that's what driving is, not the bike thing. That is way more driving than what you're talking about with this bike thing that happened to you in fifth grade. You are really uh, an, an inspiring teacher. <laughs> it's crazy because I'm like, oh my God, of course. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that makes so much sense. Well, I am an American hero and I get people uh, incredibly inspired to move forward with things that they think are insurmountable. And as a matter of fact, they're not because guess what? To certain giants, Mount Everest, 
literally just a pebble on the road. Those giants don't exist. You're <laughs> insane. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you Let's for listening. All right, y'all. You know what to do. Go if you like the podcast. Go on iTunes. Rate us as five stars. If you hate it and you're like, God, this was so boring, but I listened to the whole thing, <laughs> yeah. including the outro, go on to iTunes, read it as five stars, and then give us a scathing review. And then if you do that, we will read it on air. We promise you. Yeah. If you give us five and you know you want to scathe us, we will read it on air. Yes. yes. Uh, and that's okay. And we love you. We love our listeners. We love Campfire Media. We love Patreon. Yeah, y'all. Uh, we got good-ass bonus material. If you sign up for po- Patreon before December 10th, we're going to get you a nice little beautiful uh, surprise by the end of the year. It's going to be a holiday card. Nick doesn't want me to say a holiday card, but he's ridiculous. Okay, well, so who that's knows? what it is, and it'll be awesome. And if you really think it should be a holiday card, then uh, hit us up. You can put that in your review, or you can comment some shit on Instagram or whatever, but we're going to send you a card one way or the other. It's going to be beautiful. Okay, that's it. We love you, uh, and we're going to live forever. No crashes, no dying, forever young. Yes. Hey, this is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode, we have a guest, and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. Why Mommy Drinks. Campfire.